Letter twenty of A Lady's Life on a Farm in Manitoba by Mrs. Cecil B. Hall. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. July twelfth. It is very certain that no gentleman ought to come out to this country, or, when here, can expect to prosper, unless he has some capital, heaps of energy and brains, or is quite prepared to sink the gentleman and work as a common laborer. The latter command the most wonderful wages. There is such a demand for them that one can hardly pick and choose. A ploughboy gets from four to six pounds a month, an experienced man from eight to ten pounds, besides their board and lodging, a mechanic or artisan from fourteen to sixteen shillings a day. Women servants are very scarce. They get from four to six pounds a month. We were so astonished at the wages in New York. The head gardener in the navy yard was receiving one hundred and fifty pounds a year, his underling seventy-five pounds, the groom one hundred pounds. It is surprising to me that the whole of the poorer classes in England and Ireland, hearing of these wages, do not immigrate, particularly when nowadays the steerage in the passenger ships seems to be so comfortable, and that for about six pounds they can be landed on this side of the Atlantic. We have nine Britishers and two Canadians on this farm, and the amount of ground broken up does every one great credit considering that the whole place is only of a year and a half's growth. Since we arrived we can mark rapid and visible strides towards completion. The house has been banked up and grassed, a fence put to enclose all the yard, and we have actually had the audacity to talk about a tennis ground, which would take an immense deal of making, from the unevenness of the soil. The water, having no real outflow, makes itself little gullies everywhere, which would be very difficult to fill up level but I don't know that, until we are acclimatized to the mosquitoes, said to be the happy result of a second year's residence, that we should feel inclined to play tennis, as we could only indulge in that diversion of an evening when work was ended, and that is just the worst time for these pests. They spoil all enjoyment. We can never sit out under the veranda after supper, which we should so like to do these warm evenings." They bite through everything, and the present fashion of tight sleeves to our gowns is a trial, as no stuffs, not even thin dogskin, are proof against them, and our faces, arms, and just above our boots are deplorable sights. Ammonia is the only remedy to allay the irritation. I am not drawing a long bow when I say that in places the air is black with them. The poor horses and cows are nearly maddened with them if turned out to graze, and the moment the poles across the road are withdrawn they gallop back to their stables. The mosquitoes are great big yellow insects, about half an inch long. The house and country at Boyd's farm is much prettier than this, from the lot of trees round it, and the ground not being so flat, but we wouldn't change for all the world. It is so stuffy, and the flies and mosquitoes are much worse there than here, where we catch the slightest breeze of wind, which always drives them away. We were dreading making the hay in the marshes on account of them. I do not think we shall suffer much from the heat, as nearly always, even in the hottest part of the day, there is a breeze, and as yet the nights are deliciously cool. We have never found one blanket too much covering. We talk of going an expedition up west next week, taking the carriage and horses, and driving as far as Fort Ellis. I don't know that we either of us look forward to the expedition very much, as we fear we shall have to rough it too greatly but on the other hand it seems a pity not to see something more of the country. There are hardly any inns or resting-places. The accommodations may be fearful. 
We hear that about fourteen people are lodged in one room as an ordinary rule. A has gone into Winnipeg to make arrangements, and if he finds we cannot depend on the inns, we shall take a tent and camp by the towns, going in for our meals to restaurants. End of letter twenty. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.